I'm Charlie Hall, and welcome to Polygon Backstory, a podcast featuring conversations about the games we play. There's so much news, so many announcements happening every single day in the games press, it's hard to keep track of it all. Every few weeks, I'll pluck an individual or a topic out of the stream and bring it here for you. This week, my guest is Adam Brommel from the team behind an upcoming indie game called Astroneer. The world of Astroneer, or rather the universe of Astroneer, is a kind of interstellar gold rush, a multiplayer online game where players will journey among the stars in search of their fortune. Their only asset in the beginning will be something called a deformation tool, which they'll use to reshape the land around them. It's a little bit Minecraft, a little bit Kerbal Space Program, and, as you'll soon learn, a little bit Daisy as well. I've got a trailer of Astroneer in the show notes. Here's some of my talk with Adam. Can you remember your, your earliest memory of the space program? My earliest memory of the space program, I, it's kind of hard, it's kind of hard to say. I, my memories of, of that actually come from my grandfather telling me a lot about outer space. I spent a lot of time with him, with him when I was younger and we did a lot of stargazing and he was explaining to me what I was looking at. And for him, you know, he got to, he got to see a lot of that stuff in person. And I got to sort of hear it from him. So would you and him just be out in the back sipping sweet tea and looking out into the stars? Or did he have a telescope? Or that's so cool. No, he had, he had a telescope. Uh, they had a timeshare. I mean, this is getting really specific, but that's fine. Uh, we had a timeshare in Florida that was like really far away from everybody. So the skies were amazing down there. Um, unlike, I, you know, I, I, live in, I live in downtown Toronto, so it's kind of hard for me to, to get away and, and, uh, and see the sky like that. But, uh, you know, these, these, it, it, so my memories are, are that are sitting on, on the porch with him out in Florida and watching through telescopes and him sort of explaining what we're looking at. The reason I asked you onto the show uh, tonight is that I, I was just so, I was so taken with your guys initial trailer. I, I really do value those experiences that just kind of pop out of nowhere, right? I haven't heard about them before. I haven't really even considered them before. And they just, they show up so completely fully formed and so well presented. And mm -hmm. then your trailer really jumped out at me like that. And I, I just wanted to ask you right off the bat, what is Astroneer? Uh, Astroneer is a exploration survival game that uh, has a huge theme of aerospace industry. We're an interplanetary exploration and survival game. We don't deal so much with, I guess, the quote-unquote outer space. We're not, uh, you know, spaceships flying through space. We are astronauts uh, on a planet doing their best to survive and thrive. Well, so what does that mean, doing their best to survive and thrive? There's a lot of little vignettes that you show in the, the trailer. That it, really, it starts out with this little astronaut just kind of bounding across what looks like a very Martian landscape. But then he starts to, he starts to, to, to build things. Like, what does it mean to survive and thrive in that regard? So, so every astroneer um, has an overall, or, excuse me, has an overarching goal of finding a certain mineral, which uh, we're not quite ready to talk about just yet, but they're, they're looking for a certain mineral throughout the galaxy to send back to, to humans, which is a huge resource for, for humans as they are now, and whether it's a source of energy or just a, a thing to bring them the, 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 the power that they need in, in our sort of version of the future. Um, so, you know, astroneers are this, this sort of blue collar approach to astroneers. You know, they're a little reckless. Uh, they're not maybe trained as good as, uh, or as well as, you know, NASA trains their, their astronauts now. But because, you know, humanity needs this this mineral, uh, there's basically everybody signing up to be an astroneer. 
And so as the as the player, you're going to be playing as this astroneer looking for the this resource uh, to send back send back to Earth. There is space travel, but we're more interested in that an interplanetary gameplay. So you're going to be traveling from planet to planet. And what we have on our end right now is that happens in real time. But you're not it's not so much about the controls at that point. It's more about getting to the planet, getting in the right spot of the planet. It's really about that fantasy of of being an astronaut on a on an infinitely distant planet that's finding these resources and either trading them with other other astroneers so that they can complement their own goals, or sending it back to Earth uh, uh, to help Earth out and and hopefully make a profit along the way. Another game that I've been um, I've been spending a lot of time with over the last year or two is The Long Dark which is another game by a Canadian team. But what's very interesting about their game versus some others that I've played is that, you know, the weather in The Long Dark is not an afterthought. It's very much a part of the experience, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the enemy out there. Adam, I've never seen a space game with weather before. I guess the easiest way to equate us is that you know, if Minecraft has these sort of creeps and spiders and skeletons and stuff that you need to worry about, things like sandstorms and dust devils and uh, lightning, geysers, uh, those those are our enemies. Those are our creeps and skeletons and, and spiders. It, it's very interesting to, to really see a truly player versus environment game. But in a way, it, it really makes it almost a much older story. You know, you get those visions of seafaring explorers sailing into a hurricane because it's just all around them. Yeah. The, the ocean is alive with it. There's no way out. Yeah. So it, it, it's really this very interesting dichotomy of the, of the old and the new that you guys have here. Yeah, we think, um, like I said, a lot of our decisions, they come from realism as much as possible. So listening to, you know, Hatfield talking about certain, certain things that he had to deal with on... Uh, on the space station, you know, one of my favorite stories of his is the uh, that spray getting in his eye, and he was basically blind for 30, 30 minutes while he's doing a, his first spacewalk. We pull from stories like that. We don't really pull so much from science fiction in, in that regard. And again, it just goes back to that fantasy that we want to build. So, you know, we take royalties where we need to, but ideally, everything comes from realism, so that the player in their mind's eye can put themselves there, and the visuals that we're creating is just sort of helping uh, reinforce reinforce those those fantasies a little bit more. It was a conscious decision early on not to pursue uh, aliens and, and things like that. And so, without that, you know, we needed uh, we needed heavy hazard considerations for the player, things that are sort of gonna the, throw curveballs at them once in a while. And you know, just the fact that we're on planets, it just made sense to explore weather for those things. Yeah, so it was it was more decisions like more just more it, we were just motivated and inspired by the world that we were building anyway for these th sort of things. We didn't have to go too far out of it once we had that decision not to not to pursue aliens. There was this moment in the trailer, and I'm watching it, watching it just right now, right at one minute. And throughout the course of the trailer, the astroneer is exploring. He's using his deformation tool to investigate these crash sites and look at these ravines and crevasses and bring things down from orbit and put things together. But then eventually the astroneer dies and he, he grabs at his little throat and he falls over. And you know, that, that very next scene is when those storms come in and it's like, this is his darkest moment. He is the most alone. Mm -hmm. And then from across that open expanse is another little astroneer. Yeah. And he just, he comes right over the horizon and they just meet each other there silently. We just are left with the music of the trailer itself. It, it reminded me so much of Journey. Yeah. 
Tell me about the social aspect of the game as you guys envision it. This might surprise people, but one of the one of the big inspirations that I had for the social side of things inside of Astroneer actually came from Daisy. And it came from Daisy back when it was a mod and what I've been calling the honeymoon phase. So, you know, the first couple of months that the game that the game was really out, there was only a few thousand people that were playing it. And the the meta hadn't been really been established yet to sort of shoot first and ask questions later. So there was always this sort of intensity when you saw another player. You didn't know if they wanted to trade with you. You didn't know if they wanted to, if they needed help, if they were, if they were injured. Uh, you also didn't know if they wanted to kill you and take your stuff. And, you know, I think a lot of that stuff still happens in Daisy now. But there's just something really special about that that was so new to me. Where I literally was constantly thinking sort of like, how do I socially engineer myself into the stranger's world so that we can be friendly? Because he could just as easily pull out a gun and shoot me and, and sort of ruin any intentions I ever had. As you know, as time went on with DayZ, the, the sort of meta got established and people didn't care if they became bandits or whatever, and they just sort of started shooting first and taking stuff. And, and then I really missed that. And there was, that, there was a certain feeling of seeing another player that we really wanted to put it, capture into a bottle and explore that with an astroneer. So on the social side of things... You know, we're never going to be able to stop people from talking to each other on TeamSpeak or on, on Skype or Steam and things like that. Um, but for people that aren't together on those things, they're not, they're not going to just be able to open up a chat window and chat to anybody. And if they want to be able to do that, they have to spec into that through a communications module. But they have to build the ability to do that. Yes, they have to build the ability to talk to other <laughs> astroneers because they're alone, right? They're, they're, they're alone on this planet. They don't even have a satellite that's orbiting their planet for communication. So if you find another player, you're pretty much going to have to go helmet to helmet in order to talk to them. Um, and I don't mean that literally, you're just going to be close to them to, 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 to chat with them. But that doesn't mean that, you know, you can't build a communications tower and somebody else on the other side of the planet, uh, builds a communication tower. And now you guys are actually able to literally chat with each other. Now, how we chat we're, is something that we're exploring right now. Um, there's text-based chat. There's also icon-based chat, like a thumbs up or a thumbs down, things like that, uh, that we're, that we're exploring right now. But a lot of that stuff, especially on the communication side, uh, is really important to us in, ter in terms of how we nail that. Um, a scenario that I'm, I, I hope to experience one day in Astroneer is I've just arrived on the planet. Um, I didn't get a lot of information about it, uh, whether it was from uh, Exodynamics, which is our, our Astroneer's universe's version of NASA, uh, or you know a player that told me where this planet was, and I, you know he, he didn't know that there was another player on it. But I, want, I, I love the scenario of I just showed up, I'm just getting my grounding... My feet are, ba are barely dirty and I'm going exploring and then all of a sudden off in the distance I see this rocket taking off and just leaving leaving the planet. And to me as a player that would tell me that, you know, holy crap, the player's got a rocket already. They're certainly shipping stuff out. They're far more advanced than I am. I don't know how far their reach is into this planet. I don't know if I'm going to start stealing their stuff. And and theft and murder and things like that, all, all are real laws that you have to abide by because you're still a human after all. So we really want to have that moment like, can I show up and and work with him? Can I can he pay me to to help him with his operation? Maybe that's how I make my money, or maybe I I do reconnaissance with a rover and find out a little bit about his operation. Maybe he has you know uh, surveying flags out everywhere that I need to, or that I that I can see that now I'm going to try to get underground and and sort of steal that from him uh, without getting too too greedy. There's there's a famous line you know from from there will be blood of of I, I drink your milkshake and that's sort of a a mantra or not a mantra but a sort of design sense that we played with early on. Um, we are pushing a little bit away from that because we don't want to have necessarily negative uh, connotations in the player's motivations uh, so much about greed, but you know we can't stop a player from thinking thinking that way. 
Well, you don't. Well, you said you weren't necessarily inspired by science fiction. It's hard to call Astroneer anything but kind of a near future science fiction story. So, tell me about Astroneer's future. What does that future look like? That's a really good question. So, to us, Astroneer's future is this. I um, there's a story that I would tell the guys early on in that if a group of friends can come together and become their galaxy's version of Walmart, then as designers, we've done a really good job with Astroneer. And what I mean by that is a group of players have come together, a group of friends have come together, and over time, they've manipulated the planets that they have in their solar system to maximize the margins on, on what they're creating and what they're trading and sending to other players. Uh, and also the, 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 uh, the rare minerals that they're taking out of the planet that they're in and sending it back to Earth. They've cornered uh, their galaxy's uh, graphite de deposit, and they're finding it really cheaply. But other players can't get to it, so the other players are going to buy it from them. So to us, it's sort of it's you know it's certainly online, a um, lot of uh, cooperation. Um, we're not really building a game that is directly adversarial. So there's no guns. There's no, you know, you can't look at a person and decide that you're going to murder them and then murder them. But we also sort of foresee people, and I'm going on a bit of a tangent now, but we also sort of foresee people uh, exploiting the deformation tool to sort of, you know, build a giant ski ramp and <laughs> launch a module, a cylindrical module down this thing and have it come barreling into their base and cause destruction at their base. Um, but we're happy, we're, we're totally fine if players exploit our game to do that kind of stuff, but they won't, they won't have these sort of, these sort of guns and, you know, ray guns and things like that. To, to, I mean, I guess to answer the question, the future, uh, is is this online game it's players that are uh thriving in in the circumstances that they have and the planets that they have they're constantly explore or excuse me expanding their their base uh to be able to get bigger loads bigger payouts uh and have an impact on other players on on other players around them it also feels like you guys are really trying to instill a kind of a, a, a kind of beauty and a kind of harmony into your into your players as well so that they can both kind of come together and be in wonder at this environment together so we're we're at a very interesting point in in space exploration mm -hmm. and in space travel where you know we've got a rover on mars right now that's sending us back these amazing pictures yeah there's there's water there, I guess. Yep. We're, we're looking at Pluto, the farthest large body in our solar system, in incredible detail. Like, does it <laughs> does it weird you out to be making a, the game that you're making? Meanwhile, all this this real and, and, and incredibly meaningful exploration is happening in, in kind of the same space. Do, do you wake up some mornings and just look at the news and go like, well, well, I, I saw that in my game the other day. Yeah. Uh, we 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 certainly do get a lot of that, um, and I mean for me, I, that's 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 where my 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 own personal interest is right now, and we sort of reflect a lot of that through our our Twitter accounts. The choice of doing Astroneer um, as a space game uh, was deliberate as well, just sort of like the art style was in that it was a theme that we were all really falling in love with, or, or you know we had it when we were kids, and then over the last five years it sort of come back into in, into into the into the scene. Uh, whether it's you know for me the stuff that Hatfield was doing or, or or guys like Elon Musk and what he's doing in the private sector, that was super interesting to us. We were slightly jealous that we couldn't be involved in it because we sort of already picked our destinies within, within video games. But we wanted we, we certainly want to be a part of it. And 
you know, by not going after adversarial gameplay or sort of neg- neg- negative goals or, you know, scheming goals that's, uh, you know, that we that we hit on the nose that some games do. You know, like I said before, we can't control if that's what players, if that's what motivates a player, but we're certainly not going to not going to put it out front and center for them. We're really hoping that this appeals to people like us, adults like us, but also children that are seeing space um, in the news and there's, you know, they're hearing their parents talking about it. Uh, and, and making that game and making Astroneer accessible to them to want to explore those ideas because they're too young to do it now, um, and, and practically. Um, and that's that's one of our main motivations there. And when we put that trailer out, um, we got a lot of emails, uh, a lot of emails, um, you know, from jur- journalist, journalist sites and, and uh, you know, YouTube streamers and stuff like that. But my favorite email that we got and... Um, I told the guys that it actually made me a little emotional because it was kind of nice to see, but we got an email from a librarian. Uh, I think it was in Idaho. It was like, I think the town or the city that he's emailing from was like their official, their official uh, library that was there. And uh, I'm going to butcher the details a little bit um, or just sort of summarize. But essentially he said that, you know, he's like, we, I have about 20 kids here that saw your trailer and they're dying to play your game and we will play it at this library together. And it's like when I got that email, um, that that to me was the most, the most, um, not reassuring, but the most uh, gratifying response that, that we had gotten from. It's like, okay, we're doing we're doing exactly what we wanted to do. We're appealing to the right kind of people. Uh, the, I can't remember his name, but the, li- the librarian was really interested in it. But he was telling us about the excitement that the kids had, and we're like, okay, this is this is this is this is good. This is what you know. This is our goals. I've got two kids myself. Um, that, uh, you know, my daughter's, my daughter's three and a half and she knows a lot about the game already. And that that was like, that was justification for the last 18 months that we had put into this thing, um, or put into Astroneer. And it was, it was, I, I, I can't speak on behalf of the other teams, but for me, it was my favorite email that we got out of all of that. You can keep tabs on the development of Astroneer on their website at astroneer.com. Dot space. Music this week was specially recorded for the game by Sophie Yu. Subscribe to Polygon Backstory online at iTunes.com slash Polygon Backstory, where you can also rate this show, which would mean a lot to me, and on Polygon.com slash Backstory. If you'd like to reach me directly, send a note to charlie at Polygon.com or find me on Twitter at charlie underscore L underscore hall. Thanks very much for listening and we'll talk to you again soon.